0: go give will you right That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name, if you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on it limits, and it must, must be, be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some Alamofos mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead it may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the next game on, which is. Hello and welcome to episode number three hundred and fifty-eight of the Past Linux Games Podcast, being recorded for you on this Saturday, the fourth of September, twenty twenty-one. Crack engineer uh, at nineteen forty-five, seven forty-five PM, left coast, Pacific coast, coast the most. Uh, crack engineer, Ivor Molina, over there in the, uh, over there in the booth. How you doing, Ivor? Uh, that's interesting, he's holding up the whiskey sign I think that's probably your best idea that you've ever had and your last one, you're fired we have a shorter-ish show for you this week so let's get straight to it Um, top stories uh, hurricane, tropical storm whatever the fuck, Ida oh my fucking god you got Ida on the east coast I mean I saw a video today that just I mean it blew my mind and broke my heart of just a sheer fucking extent of devastation both in Louisiana and in New York New York it was like two different sides of the same coin like in Louisiana like everything is like ripped apart um, and in New York everything is like flooded to fuck I saw a video of uh, someone's basement apartment their wall just giving way underneath like all of this fucking water that flooded the rooms from a security camera I don't think anyone was hurt there but a lot of people have been uh, hurt killed and I don't know how many fucking people have lost their homes I mean it's gotta be it's a fucking disaster and then on the west coast we have these fucking fires so yeah, global warming is real. Um, I don't see so much. Uh, a storm is Mother Nature preparing to eat her young. Because the bulk of this show, the rest of the show actually, is all about Aliens Fireteam Elite, which we did cover extensively last week. We have a full review of it this week. Um, we'll get to the deals right off the bat. And then, you know, if you don't want to hear about really... What I critically think about Aliens Fireteam Elite. And you can skip the rest of the episode, but, uh, oh yeah, that would of course make it for our sequel friends, 2021. 2021, 20, oh 09, oh 04, uh, 1947. Um, thank you, Christopher Walken. Uh, Ivor, shoot him on the way out. Thank you. What's the opposite of Christopher Reeves? Christopher Walken. I know it's a terrible joke. It's a terrible joke. It's horrible and offensive and hurtful. Um, but anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, our deals. Death Stranding, which is a Hideo Kojima game. Uh, just in case you didn't know, it's a Hideo Kojima game. A Game by Hideo Kojima in a game produced and directed by Hideo Kojima and a Hideo Kojima game. Hideo Kojima. Added extra Hideo Kojima to this game. Anyway, never mind. That's old Metal Gear Solid joke. Um, Death Stranding right now through the 6th is 66th of September. So two days is 60% off at around 24 bucks. Um, I picked it up, but I cannot get it to run. Uh, friend of the show is madge says that a lot of people who are running Nvidia video cards or having problems with it, uh, and that's exactly what it reports when I try to run it. Um, I've tried to run it with basically every fucking compatibility layer that I have um, inside of Steam. Uh, it always comes back with a DirectX 12 error, saying that my video card is not capable of doing the DirectX 12 things that the game needs. I don't know if that's true. I run a 1080 Ti 11 gigabyte 1080 ti at the present moment so i can't run it i'm not gonna return it though because it's 24 bucks and it's 60 percent off like you're probably not gonna find it on say on that a sale until at least a winter sale and who knows maybe maybe not even then so 24 bucks for like you know Hideo Kojima game, and he didn't burn me on Metal Gear Solid 5. He fucking pulled his ass out of the fire after 15 fucking years with that game. I would shake his hand and not punch him in the face just for that game. So I'm pleased to retain my license to Death Stranding. Um, and of course, with the Steam, uh, Steam Store, uh, refund policy. <laughs> it's completely trivial to return the game should it not run on your system uh, which brings us to the rest of our show, hopefully we'll get out of here in about 20 minutes, AIVOR? Hey, Ivor? Yeah, it's ever happened, right? It always happened based on with a review, Ivor in accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. So as I animated in our introduction, uh our review this week is Aliens Fireteam Elite, which I now have logged 33 hours in. I've beaten the game and I've extensively I played at least 10 hours of horde mode. Um Etc. So before we begin this actual review, let's talk about the history of the Alien series of movies in games over the last, like, let's say 25 years, you know, thereabouts. So, first really good Aliens game that I remember was for the Jaguar, where you got to be the, clo- uh, the colonial marine for the first time, um, fighting the aliens, or the Predator. I think you could also be the Predator. I think that, uh, fuck. Atari I Wore your Fire, Atari Jaguar, Alien, yeah, Aliens versus Predator. Yeah, Aliens versus Predator. It could be the alien, but you weren't very good as the alien. Um and the Colonial Marine basically amounted to Maze running. It was a magnificent game. And it was the best aliens game made up till that point. Then you had Aliens versus Predator for the PC, which is a drastically different animal. Here the Predator was way more fleshed out with the optics he could use. And this is due in particular to the uh, ability of the PC at that time. If you had a really good, uh, I, I don't even think it required an AGP card. Um, but it did the, the, moving from the evolution from the Jaguar to the PC meant that the geography could be a lot more intricate and this was especially true for the uh, Predator and for the Alien and playing as the Alien finally was as satisfying as it should have been the Predator was the apex Predator of the game the Predator, playing as the Predator was like easy mode. You had an endless assortment of weapons, uh, endless assortment of optics and visual filters to help identify targets before you went in. You know, blah. Your melee attack, one hit, one kills everything. Um, You had the spear, you had uh, the shoulder-mounted laser gun, and uh, you had a composite infrared and thermal... Uh, no, Infrared and night vision view mode that was so cool. Um, Meanwhile, the alien, you could finally run on the ceilings. Uh, Your melee attacks, all of your attacks were basically melee, would one hit one kill anything. Especially your tail attack, if I remember correctly. I went back uh, to play AVP on the PC uh, about a month and a half ago. The game the gameplay and mechanics are still spectacular. You rely on stealth as the predator, you rely on hidden fate as the alien, and you rely on just sheer spray and prey firepower and keen reflexes and uh, visual acuity for movement, for detecting movement as the space marine that was followed by a game that i never got to play which is alien versus predator also on the pc which came out in 20 around 2010 um i don't know why people started in the the first half of the first decade of the 21st century i don't know why developers began to think that it was okay to produce sequels that just had the name of the game that they made 10 years ago that is a totally different game instead of just calling it AVP2, but that's what they did. I never got to play it. It does not run on Linux. It looks like an updated version with multiplayer of uh, the, the core elements of the last Aliens versus Predator for the PC. Then there's like an Aliens game for the PC that's called like Colonial Marines or something, and I don't know if that came out before or after Alien Isolation, because I never got to play it because it didn't run on Linux. But then came Alien Isolation, which was a revelation. If you are a fan of the Aliens franchise of films, which for some reason I thought were directed by Ridley Scott, but I guess they were directed by written and directed by James Cameron, at least the second one, is that's what we're going to be focusing on in this episode. Not alien, but aliens. uh, Plural. Um, But then there was Alien Isolation, which I did play. I never beat it because it got too scary. I got to where the eggs were, and it was a fucking nightmare. And I... Yeah. I terror quit that game. I do know people who have beaten it, and... Yeah, it's fucking scary. That game is a masterwork not just of terror and I don't like scary games, but that game is a masterwork. That is like the shining exemplar of everything you can do with in the Aliens universe while retaining the same style, tone, tempo, and tenor of terror as the very first movie, Alien while also incorporating some aspects of the later movies, and adding whole new dimensions to the terror with the Working Joes, the Johnny Bots, the Working Joes, uh, the androids who have lost their minds um, on the station. They are just as deadly a predator as the bitch and the alien brood itself on the station and your fear of your fellow man everything it was just a fully realized magnificent first person craft them up terror terrorific um pitch perfect masterpiece of a fucking video game but that game was more focused on evading the alien and the aliens uh eventually the first time you saw the bitch though in that game in the medbay when she uncoils from the air duct in the in the steam in the medbay that's one of the mo- that's one of the greatest character models i have ever seen in my entire life the model the modeling and rigging of that alien had to have been just like whoever got to do it must have just been shot out of a cannon that they got to work on that because it's so amazing and she is so terrifying Um, but that game was ba- basically stealth based until right a little bit after where until a little bit before where I quit where you can actually improvise some severely damaging weapons and have some upgrades and you know you can even make a flamethrower and stuff like that um, which I never, sadly, I never got to do, but I did get very good at that game because uh, I played it twice up till that point over the course of or, you know several years. That game focuses on mainly the stealth and psychological terror of the motion detector and be and trying to outsmart this thing, this creature, this killing machine. This is fundamental to all of the aliens movies the xenomorphs the aliens are designed to do one thing and that is to kill every fucking thing and breed and breed and breed and kill more of every fucking thing and then wait and wait and wait they have high survivability Uh, it's unclear if they have nutritional requirements at all um, but what is known is that they have acid for blood, they are smart, they can stalk you, they have multiple different um life cycles within the species. So there are face huggers that once they get you with the face huggers, which are very fast, um, they're like head crabs. They latch onto your face, they inject you with eggs down your esophagus the eggs gestate within you, and then you have a chest burster. The chest bursters grow into xenomorph warriors big ones, big angry motherfuckers um, occasionally new queens, they are a hierarchical system of uh species, they are insect, insectoid hive-minded, in their limited, limited intelligence. They don't see very well, but they hear extremely well. They pick up vibrations extraordinarily well, and they can... they can... detect you kind of visually. That's what the other games in the franchise have indicated they're not they they read by heat signature more than anything else so they can be confused by heat signature they're kind of like robots in that regard they physically they are what a piece of work is the xenomorph how noble in reason in form of moving, how express and admirable, in apprehension, how like an angel, I oh, know, uh, in, in, uh, in form of moving, how like an angel, in apprehension, how like a god, the beauty of the world, the paragon of animals. This is a versatile killing machine designed ostensibly, depending on which branch of the of the you know, graphic novels, or the video games, or the movies you want to go off of designed by the Predators as the ultimate sport killing creature its only purpose in life is to kill it is exceptionally fast it can climb up walls it can run down ceilings Uh, it can survive uh, vacuum cold privation, it does not like flame does not like fire cuz it that generally bypasses their outer carapace and cooks whatever is in their guts and they explode when they die into a cloud and pools of acid that will eat through anything including all known armors, metals, and etc. Um the only things that are impervious to alien acid are the structures that the aliens, that the xenomorphs themselves build in their nests. They are, they hunt in packs. They wait forever. They are smart. They stalk. And when they find their moment, they strike and mass. And their multiple different life cycles, again, make them a horrific threat from eggs come face huggers, from face huggers come chest bursters, from chest bursters, which are very hard to find before they escape comes, you know, morph warriors or new queens. And then there's a hierarchy down the chain from there. Then they nest, then they breed, and then they kill you. They kill you all. So. That's the basis of the franchise. That's fundamental to every fucking game in the franchise. Where does this latest game fit into this pantheon? Because some of the alien games were terrible. Alien Isolation is one of the best games ever made, in my opinion, especially in terms of first person. And the level of detail in that game is phenomenal, but it is all psychological, visceral, stealth, horror, you're hunted in that game and if you see the if you see the alien it's all basically already too late in that game because you're fighting basically the bitch herself the not the queen, because the queen comes later, but the bitch the bitch is brutal the bitch is nine feet tall has four arms, has an extendable mouth inside of its mouth. <laughs> it is, it's a, not a nice thing. All, in, all inspired by the art of H.R. Geiger, of course. So, Aliens Fire Team Elite. Before we jump right into the details of this cuz what I did because if you want to hear like all the the nuts and bolts of the gameplay mechanics and stuff go back and listen to last week's episode the last half of last week's episode you'll hear everything. We're not going to revisit that stuff more than we have to. But the first thing that needs to be said is that aliens fire team elite is fucking awesome. If you saw the second movie as a kid which is called Aliens where Sigourney Weaver is brought out of cryosleep and Shanghai into being a consultant for her corporate overlords um, and Shanghai into a uh, colonial marine detachment sent to investigate a xenomorph out- a potential xenomorph outbreak on a uh, distant planet uh, then you know what I'm talking about when I say that this is not the stealthy creepy terror based side of the franchise and if you ever wanted to be a colonial space marine fighting through the action scenes in Aliens Not the terrifying, scary, creepy, crawly, spooky stuff. But the, we're going to, we're on an elevator to hell going down, bitches. If you've ever wanted to to be a colonial marine and fight through in cinematic style, non-scripted for the most part, cinematic style the type of close combat, uh, disastrous, interventionist scenarios that the colonial marines evidently were designed for, as depicted in the second movie, where they get their asses handed to them, by the way, um, serving their corporate masters, even though they are an independent force, and we'll talk about that more, a little bit more, because I don't want to give away too much about the video game itself, Because about the actual plot of the game, because the game has a huge and detailed plot. It's not huge, but it is detailed, and it has tons of really interesting uh, plot, uh, plot information uh, external to the game that links in with Alien Isolation, the the competition between the two major corporations in the, you know, known human universe, SIGSEN and Whalen yutani um, and Hyperdyne. Uh, Hyperdyne's an arms dealer that you find out about late in game. But anyway, it also goes into, like, how the economy of all of this stuff works. But all of that shit is, will push all that shit to the side. It does help to fully immerse you and keep you interested in all the story missions but this is not the terrifying side of the franchise this is the action movie side of the equation and what this game does well and I think that people who haven't played it and who haven't seen it but who are fans of the movies fans of the films and fans of the other games and fans of the Colonial Space Marines who are unbelievable badasses! I mean, yeah, they get their ass handed to them in Aliens and they... They're not entirely reliable, but that's what they do. This is... So this takes place after Alien Isolation, and it goes into, like, really what the core's Main mission is, which is to interdict and stop xenomorph outbreaks in deep space colonies, both, uh, on, uh, space stations, spacecraft, larger spacecraft, as well as major installations on planets. And they do this with a writ of, you know, fucking, uh, a rid of we can do whatever the fuck we want and we do not obey any we supersede any corporate dictate any cuz the corporations actually the these mega corporations control everything on their colonies and their um and their space stations and their orbital refineries these people break down planets they, they not not, not, only, not only do they break down planets they will they will harvest the ice cores out of the polar regions of planets with Earth-like atmospheres and then send them back from deep space. These are giant fucking floating megacities. These are like arcologies of, in, of industry. And then we'll send them back while they refine all of that. They'll chop up all of the ice. We're talking planet-sized chunks of ice that's just one thing that they they talk about in the game and they will bring it back to Earth Uh, in the form of by the time it reaches Earth it's already been chopped up into actual usable resources and refined, you know, whether it be petroleum or, you know, whatever so these are like manufacturing refinery arcologies and sometimes there are xenomorph outbreaks Especially due to Whalen Yutani, who loves to fuck with the xenomorphs. And I will not give, I will not tell you any of the crazy shit that you learn about Whalen Yutani in terms of this game. But the bottom line is this. When civilian lives are online and there are xenomorphs on the loose, the colonial marines have a fucking a la carte doctrine. They supersede all security policies. They outrank everyone. They can do whatever the fuck they want and they have the biggest guns in the universe and when they knock on your door you have to answer or they will blow their way in and then the killing will start. You guys are fucking uncompromising, uneducated, brain dead Mass murdering, run and gun, tactical fucking ninja Jesus badasses. Giant evil Jesus ain't got shit on you. You have unbelievable weapons that, you know, anyway. And so that's your job is to go. So the game, the game takes place. Uh, you're a, a colonial marine and you're on a cruiser called the Endeavor. And the Endeavor is basically a big fancy drop ship. It is designed to take you you your whole battalion I think of space marines on the Endeavor. You are part of one fire team. That means three guys. That's who goes in. Teams of three guys and gals. Teams of three. That's a fire team in this game. And for what you might lack in numbers, eventually you will more than make up for in experience. Oh, shit. And the strong will survive and the weak will die. Mm. Number one thing that you guys care about are xenomorph outbreaks and protecting civilian life, rescuing civilians from xenomorph outbreaks. Sounds like a dangerous job. Yeah, it really is because you know when a Xenomorph outbreak occurs, like I said, you go into cryo sleep if you have to like hit an escape pod, but you might already have a chestburster inside of you which can grow into the new alien queen and reinfect everybody else wherever it is you wake up. And this is why you don't fuck with Xenomorphs, but you 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 learn that in the game. So like I said, it's the action movie side of the game. As I told my buddy, good old friend of the show, who has like fucking three kids now, and so he doesn't hang out too much. Um, like a throwbacks last night. He's like, Is this game any good, Skookie? He jumped on the live stream at like one in the morning. And I was like, Have you seen it? He's like, No, man, no, I haven't seen it. I'm like, Okay, well, hang around. We're gonna be doing horde mode, and you'll see the game, do you like the Aliens movies? It's like, I love the Aliens movies. I'm like, you're going to love this fucking game. It's going to blow your mind. Halfway through the first fucking round, the first wave of Horde Mode, he was typing, this is so fucking epic. <laughs> <laughs> this is so awesome. And he was right. So here, before we get to the way I've broken this down I'm going to give you rapid fire. So we'll go 45 minutes. Whatever. Fuck you Ivor. Just get out. Get out Ivor. No one likes you. Goie Worms. Um. So what I did because this game the, it's what it does it does extraordinarily well. And what it does is it insert you into the role of a colonial marine on a fire team and lets you customize your shit and pick your class and switch classes and make your own tactical decisions and stuff. And then basically Frog marches you through um, four different campaigns. Each take about an hour and a half. Each campaign is broken into three different parts. A beginning, a middle and end. Very simple. Um, all of those are story missions. Uh Each one takes about 30 minutes. You know, can take about 40 minutes. So, we'll say 30 on average. So, there are four campaigns, each which so that's 12 different missions. Each about 30, it's about 6 hours. If you get match made, luckily you can beat the entire game in 6 hours. But that's not what the game is about. Because of this, I reverted for this review to a system that I designed for reviews that were challenging that I knew would be controversial. I call it the love-hate system. So for everything that I love, I have to follow it with something that I hate. I have to counter it with something that I hate. That either, either I hate it or I think that other people might hate it. And between the two, you, I think that you get a really good sense of whether or not this game is for you. By the way, before we begin, the love and hate. I do need to explicitly state that you should not buy the deluxe edition of this game. Buy the $40 version of the game. Everything else, you can unlock... With, you know, through gameplay, a lot of gameplay, a lot, a lot, a lot of gameplay, um, over time with the credits you get from completing missions and doing hordes and stuff. So at 33 hours in, that f- this is the second metric we'll be using and that I try not to use ever on this show, but it's, because it's so crude and so crass and does not account for any magic but for some people it comes down to this simple equation how many hours of gameplay am I going to get out of this game that are good that I really enjoy for me, so far I'm 33 hours in, the game costs 40 bucks, although I did pay for the deluxe edition, which you should not get Um, so I'm going to just say for the deluxe edition 33 hours of pure fucking enjoyment, damn near pure fucking enjoyment um, even with the multiplayer aspect, so that's a, a dollars per hour return of one, it's a one to one more or less, and I'm still playing it like I, there's no reason why I, I feel like I should stop playing I still have classes that I want to upgrade and there's still achievements left to get There's still, I'm only, I only have like 30% of the achievements. um, And some of them are going to be motherfuckers. But let me walk you through. Now, once again, if you want to know about like the technical aspects of the gameplay and stuff, check out last week's episode, episode number 357. The second half of that episode goes into real hardcore detail about how the class system works, how your player progresses. Uh, the tactical, as, tactical and strategic aspects of your player's abilities and the configuration and upgrading thereof, and of the weapons of how to level up, we- how you level up weapons that give them extra, uh, abilities and how you modify those weapons across three different categories, um, magazine, uh, muzzle and optics, uh, and how you can swap out those weapons for entirely new weapons, that each weapon requires new levels um, for that individual thing. Then there's also a class system there. this is, I'm giving this to you in brief. There's the gunner, who's your basic uh, colonial marine gunner. There's uh, the uh, demolisher, who's the guy with the smart gun and the flamethrower or the, you know, blah. Um, there's a technician, who's the guy with infinite turrets, and shock sticks, and a handgun, and a close quarters weapon, like a shotgun. Uh, then there's the doctor. Then there's recon, which you only get after you've beaten the game. Sorry if that was a spoiler for you, but when you end up playing with much more advanced players than yourself, which you will, and you see that they have recon, and you can't be recon. Now you know why. So, let's go straight into the love and hate. Yeah, it's gonna be an hour-long episode, isn't it? I knew it, you fucker! Alright, so, number one, on the love side. Love! The heavily detailed... Heavily detailed, authentic, alien's shit straight from the movie from the environments to the doors to the sound effects from the guns to the actual weapons to the attitudes of the other players to the emotes that you can use you cannot communicate with other players in this game directly you have to use emotes um, which is great because there's not much time for talking in the game no time for typing Dr. Jones we got xenomorphs to kill And it all feels like you are in the fucking movie. You are in this action sequence with these two other people that you do not know or two bots. And the synthetics, the the bots are pretty good. They're, they're, they're generally capable, but you really want to play with other people and it will match make you with other people unless you specifically tell it not to. And that's the real way to play the game. And because you don't have to talk to them, there's, you know, you're not going to, You don't have to worry about, um, is this player going to be a fucking racist cocksucker? Or is this guy going to be a fucking idiot? You will get fucking idiots on your team all the time. People will make mistakes. You will make mistakes more often than other people will make mistakes. And once you become cognizant of that, you will be more forgiving of other people's mistakes. And... You will all begin to slowly pull on the same rope. Once you realize Marine, you are pulling on the same rope, the quicker you get that through your tiny little fucking head, the better it's gonna go. So, it's highly detailed. It makes you feel like you're in the fucking movie. It's a third person game, not first person, because this is the action-based side of, of the Alien franchise. Now, what I hate we have one love here's our hate the game is short the game is very short like I said, campaign is split across 12 different missions uh, for 4 different campaigns 3 missions per campaign each mission, if you get lucky matchmaking from the very beginning and you just go all the way through and you keep getting lucky with your matchmaking, you get matched with uh, vastly superior players you can beat the game in 6 hours it's possible technically it took me 20 hours to beat the game to beat the full campaign it took me a little over 20 hours like uh 21 hours so that's limiting but then you unlock horde mode and we'll talk more about that in a moment so next love love number 2 deep upgrades character progression weapons modifications for the weapons weapon selection buying new weapons, leveling those weapons, upgrading those weapons, figuring out your loadout for various different classes, using your mods and abilities not just for your weapons, but for your character class abilities, um, and for tactical and strategic approaches. Makes a huge difference. There will be times where you will go back to earlier missions just to experiment with a new loadout, or to try to level up a new loadout while making a legitimate contribution to a fire team. What I hate, while it, while the story and the lore is really great and helps to involve you in the game, it sucks that you have to beat the whole campaign before you can get to horde mode, which is the best way to really upgrade your classes, your weapons, all-in-one throw. You get a lot of experience from Horde Mode, and you have to beat the game before you can partake in it. Horde Mode, we'll, we'll take a break from the love and hate here. I love Horde Mode. Horde Mode takes you and two other players. Do not play it with synthetics. You gotta have other players um, and drops you into an endless wave based scenario in one specific static room with four different approaches. And you have to last 10 waves before you guys can evac, or you can keep going on. I did, I hit my dirty 30 today, which took about an hour and a half with the best team that I've ever had. The rewards for this are not enormous but the rewards for the ex- in terms of experience from horde mode are profound like it might take you four missions to level up a weapon to the next level and there are four levels for every weapon um i got two levels for one of my gun another level for another one of my gun i got a class level and a half for that class from one fucking thir- you know, hour and a half long horde thing and there's a decision point, every 10 uh, waves you get to decide do we continue, do they dare or do we return to the base if everyone dies before you guys evacuate, you lose everything so back to the love and hate love 3 the replayability factor, which is not obvious to everyone, the replayability factor. Eventually you'll find yourself, like I said, testing out new weapons, classes, tactics on earlier levels, and the other, this is the thing I forgot to mention, that the other benefit of this is that you'll play, by that point, you'll be a grizzled veteran with a combat rating like in the 500s or 600s, or even higher, and you'll be playing with total noobs, and you won't really care I mean, you'll care about keeping them alive and completing the mission and stuff because if you lose anyone it's you know, permanently it's bad. Um, it's not game over though. Because I know, well, uh, I'll tell you about the last mission. I took the wrong way out of the last mission in the game and the queen killed me and I think she one hits, one kills across all four downs, and you're instantly permanently down, but everyone else got out, and I was the fucking force that distracted her, accidentally that gave everyone else enough time to get the fuck off the station before it exploded but that's a different story anyway, the bottom line is that you'll play with a lot of noobs and stuff but by that point once you're really good at the game, and have like uh, a lot of levels underneath you and know what you're doing with your abilities and your weapons and, and things in and your loadout and your classes, you'll be able to experiment freely and still be able to support the rest of your team. And hopefully you'll be matched with, it'll be like one noob and one other high-level player. And that's great because it helps grow the player base for the game. Um, it does... Suck when you're starting out, though, if you end up on teams like that, which I can see happening with increasing frequency because there's not a lot of new players coming to the game. Although I've never seen you can add specific people to your fire team if you wish before, you know, lo- before um, launching a mission, but uh, it does. It doesn't make it harder for them to gain levels, but it does make them, it does make it faster for them to progress through the entire game. And the game is just difficult enough on standard that you have to be a real god to carry an entire fucking team. It does require teamwork. Clueless though it may be, that third gun is a magnificently huge game changer, especially once they get desperate. So that's number three for our love, number three for our hate, some players will find the experimentation grindy but in corollary to that, only when you're a godlike, unstoppable, high level you know, marine only then, and even if only then, do you feel that you are less than involved in any story mission and all of you are pulling on the same rope on Horde it's absolutely balls to wall. Everyone on Horde. Everyone works today. Everyone is on the same team on Horde. Um, and it's such a simple objective that you know, it's just impossible not to get unit cohesion from Horde. So, yeah, and also the multitude of classes and weapons to level up ensure that there's always going to be a challenge because like once you get your pump up shotgun, which can be equipped to almost any class, once you get that to four stars, you know, it's all the way leveled up and you have like, you know, you're really cool with your the mods that you've put on it and it fits great with your abilities and shit that weapon is your backup weapon you c- can still level up a primary weapon, um, and just use the pump shotgun as a backup, all of the weapons in the game that's are number four the weapons in the game are fantastic they are great Pump action sh- and lots of thought went into them. Pump action shotgun, eight in the tube stock, takes one second to reload a single shell, takes a second and a half to load two, takes th- under two and a half seconds to put four shells back in that shotgun if you don't fire in between. That's just an example. The handguns are amazing. The pulse rifle is exactly like the movie. The burst rifle, exactly like in the movie. The smart gun, exactly like in the movie. The flamethrower, exactly like in the movie. Um, Eventually, you'll discover that turrets are your best friend, which leads us to one thing that I... It's not necessarily a hate thing, but it's a kind of dislike thing there are a multitude of classes eventually, once you get good with a class you start to realize the the strategic import of that class in a three man fire team other people might not yet understand that, or might not have awakened to what they can do and can utilize most people will um, so, like for instance, the technician, and this is a mild spoiler alert. Eventually, you can upgrade the technician's infinite turret, which is a turret that gets it's it's it runs on a cooldown and not on a consumable. So, like you can place a turret and then you can pick it up or and move it or whatever. But it has infinite ammo until it gets destroyed. Eventually, you can upgrade that turret, and the turrets are great eventually you can upgrade that turret to not just be a fucking uh, automatic rifle turret, you can upgrade to where it's a flamethrower you can only have one of them deployed at a time but if you have two technicians on a team or in horde mode my best horde mode I've ever done, which was this afternoon, we got the dirty 30, um, and I was well, it's a different story uh, we all three of us were technicians all three of us, I was 589 and the other two were over 600 and we were just death we were death um, but until people realize like, okay well I can eventually upgrade my turrets to all be flamethrowers people might not really understand the role of their class in the context of a three man fire team and there's no way to communicate it directly to them, so that's kind of a problem, like, but that's also, you know kind of, just goes to the territory of having a game where you can play with two other people randos, or a bot, or, or two bots, so oh, let's see, where were we oh, yes, number four love after beating the game, you unlock horde mode thing that I hate. If you don't like the game by the time you unlock Horde Mode, you are not going to like Horde Mode. And Horde Mode for me is like the best part of the game. Because it it can go on forever. It is hyper intense. I'll give you a tiny anecdote. So, my upgraded pistol, the pistol that I got the two levels on up to level 3 in Horde today, this afternoon in that hour and a half long thirty dirty 30 horde Um, that pistol does one round from that pistol does five times the damage of your stock pulse rifle round there are 18 bullets in the magazine for that pistol it has a fire rate of 5.8 a second it takes 1.6 seconds to reload that means I can empty the clip in about three and a half seconds horror gets so intense that every bullet that came out of my gun killed an alien with basically a headshot I reloaded and I was still only halfway there and that was all in under six seconds trying and every single one of the I killed 589 aliens in that horde mode but sadly the delight of and I, I but I I still love going back and playing the earlier missions, especially because there are daily challenges that, um, are not difficult, but do force you are highly remunerative, but do force you to go back and play certain specific earlier missions because, like, you know, if you have to kill eggs there are only, like, five missions where there are any eggs. Um, or if you have to kill, you know, rogue, cyborg, androids... There are only, uh, like, you know, five missions where you can do that, or if you have to, you know, blah, 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 blah. And there are also challenge cards, too. So, anyway, um, if you don't like the- g- so, but it does suck that if you don't like the game by the time you unlock Horde mode, you're not gonna like Horde mode. But I think that everyone will like the game if they give it enough time to beat the game, you know, whether it's 6, 12, or in my case, because I'm slower, and I like to go at my own pace I like to play earlier missions to to grind to grind up a little credit to buy new guns and stuff like that um you're not going to like horde mode if you don't like the game by the time you beat the game but even then it's probably still within the Steam store return window so you can theoretically beat this game and if you hate it if you're not enchanted by the massive carnage then you could just fucking return it alright, so love number 5 I think, or 6 I love that you have to rely on your team hate number 5 I I hate that you have to rely on your team because, like I said, you can invite specific people to your fire team, but generally, I prefer to go with a bunch of randos the randos are generally better, they make for a more fun experience um, whether they be levels above or levels below, but that's me, and I'm not trying to level up as fast as I possibly can every fucking thing, just to survive like you are when you haven't been the game yet um, number six thing that I love, value add aspects of insane difficulties and beyond or intense difficulties and beyond the game starts you off on standard difficulty, standard is very challenging. There is no mission that you can do alone, really, on standard difficulty. There will be some choke point. Except for certain classes. Like I can I can do like probably the first campaign mostly alone. I don't need much help, but I do need help. Um, but then and this is this is available from the very beginning, but it doesn't make a point of exposing you to it. If that is not enough of a challenge for you, if you feel that it is not realistically living up to your expectations of the alien's universe, you can switch to Intense Difficulty before you deploy on any given mission. Intense Difficulty is fucking unbelievably hard. Um There's friendly fire damage, which basically eliminates the use of flamethrowers, which, if you're relying on those, you know, blah, also means that you have to watch your lines of fire. You can't just walk into other people's lines of fire. They will kill you. Um, the enemies are harder. The, if you get downed, the revive time is 20 seconds instead of 120 seconds. So you will lose teammates. It is extraordinarily hard. And that's what I hate about the value-added aspects of intense difficulty. Intense is extremely difficult and hard to get match made. Because like, if you want to play on intense, not many people like to play on intense because it's so fucking hard. But as people get better at the game, I imagine those it'll be easier to get match made with other people who want to play on like you know the third campaign, second mission on intense. If you're insane. But it's right now, it's hard to get ma- match made, and the bots are not good enough for Intense, which does suck. Because if you want to play Intense, if you want the most like, the, the description for Intense says that it's the way the game was meant to be played. Um, and it really is. It's fucking Intense. It's so hard. And every fucking firefight is a complex problem that is moving way too fast. And oh my god, he's down! Fuck! Oh, Christ! Get those aliens off of him! Oh, the face hacker! Oh, fuck! You know, it is just out of control. And everyone's just dying. And they're already unstandard. There's, like, not enough. There's one medkit for each person who's a human player on the fire team, in standard same thing in intense, but you will need four times as many medkits oh god, it's hard it's like you're in the fucking movie Aliens and the bots aren't good enough which sucks, because they should be good enough to play on intense, because if this was the way, as developers say that the game was meant to be played they meant meant to be played with other humans they specifically do not recommend using synthetic uh, teammates on intense difficulty, so that kind of sucks, because like that for some people that 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 will mean that they will not play intense, you should play intense, you gotta give it a try, especially watch the daily challenges wait for one where there's you know, where they say beat any mission on intense, and then just try to matchmake with people playing on Intense, and hopefully they'll carry you through. I have yet to beat a single mission on Intense. I have failed I think five times on Intense. I've completely failed missions on Intense five times. It's that hard, including the first mission. The very first mission. That's how Intense Intense is. All right, last thing that I love. The constant firefight action, and... Oh my god, out of control. Unscripted graphic violence and cinematic gore. Realism, the faithfulness to the movies like aliens will explode in clouds of acid while you're aiming down the sights to shoot at aliens that are far behind them and guys will be so close that they will jump in front of your muzzle and explode in acid and you'll have to dive all away and it was there will be blood it is absolute fucking fire team aliens chaos that is just like the movies you never feel fully in control of any situation uh once you get good at the game uh and it's completely addictive and delirious and adrenaline fueled and once By the time, for me, it took about like 27 hours into the game. Once you hit the maximum marine peak for your mind, like you've played every mission a couple of times, basically, losing a mission with noobs no longer bothers you. You want them to stick around on your team if noobs got you killed. You want those same motherfuckers to stick around. So you'll do emotes. Once you're back on the Endeavor and you'll try to keep them stuck around and then you'll go right back in with those same fucking idiots and you will make them better marines and they will do better. Failure is the ultimate teacher in this game. But, things I hate, for peeps who never imagined being a Colonial Space Marine as a kid when they saw Aliens, um, or who do not like the aliens, you know, universe, who do not like the smart gun, the flamethrower, the pulse rifle, the brilliance of the pulse rifle, um, who do not like, uh, the idea of, you know, face huggers, you know, crawling up and, ah! Who are afraid of aliens, who do not like xenomorphs, hordes of xenomorphs. I killed 598 fucking morphs in horde. In one match today. And I was number two. (laughs) You will be doing lots of killing. I love the fucking marines a day in the marines is like a day on the farm every meal's a banquet every paycheck a fortune every formation a parade I love the fucking marines look into my eye (laughs) It's, it's it's you will make them into better marines I did that last night uh so for peeps who never imagined being a clone of a Space Marine, they might find the action itself repetitive. It's a skills-based game with lots of upgrades and deep upgrades and lots of tactics and strategy in terms of what you deploy with and what mission you're deploying onto and consumables and um, two different economies inside the game. For upgrades, you can upgrade, you can buy, uh, colorways that let you recolor your guns. You can buy decals. You can also earn them. You can buy attachments. You can also earn them. Um, like as, just as random rewards for missions, but you also earn, uh, company chit and you earn, uh, reputation credits. Those are two different types of economies. Both are redeemable for various types of upgrades and both cosmetic and shit and you will find people who are intensely proud of their upgrades, and once you get good at the game, and find that you have enough air to breathe, and can and can position yourself so your emotes register with the other players, I love the chestburster one, I love the stirring the pot one, I love doing a little dance in the middle of a fucking firefight where we're all gonna die <laughs> oh, it is great, I love the core uh, you, you, it will not seem so repetitive. And every personality, even though no one gets to talk, brings something new to a fire team, brings new risks, brings new opportunities, uh, and just rejuvenates the, it keeps it constantly interesting. And even if it's just formulaic, you know, we're going point to point through the mission, you know, and I'm just, gotten the fuck out of everything one never knows there could be a prowler around the next corner that will drop me to zero health and I will need to be revived my friends everyone needs a little salvation good old redemption and finally the last thing on this list is that and it's something that I hate because I think I've extolled the virtues of this game enough for you to understand that you know, look into my eye, we're <laughs> on the elevator, going down, oh, it is so cool, it is an adrenaline, mindless, low on brain cells, high on gameplay, super intense on adrenaline, unbelievable fucking carnage, it's like serious, it, it, it does what it is, so perfectly, that even in spite of the last thing last item on this list which is that i hate it's bugs game is crashy at times i had stability problems in horde mode most of late last night but it seems to be aleatory it just it sometimes blah in the uh, dirty 30 today i had a praetorian come up and uh neck grab me and when he threw me back on the deck he declipped he threw me through the clipping on the deck and so I ended up in a closet that I could never escape from, and it was a big fucking deal, because we were three rounds away from getting our Dirty 30. Um, Luckily, team kept me alive, and I was smart. But, I mean, I've experienced hard crashes, too, and those suck, especially early on. They don't happen so much in missions as as they seem to happen in Horde, which kind of makes it suck even more, but you never regret playing Horde, once you can play Horde. Um, I'm 33 hours into the game I beat it around 20 I will probably at least log 50 hours before I'm anywhere near close to not playing the game anymore the game is simple to pick up and it does what it does immerses you in the role of a colonial marine in cinematic fucking aliens universe authentic action all the way up and down the line with an engaging unique story great voice acting and uh you know supremely um intense firefights that just never let up they i mean you know there're breaks in between even during the missions but it just never lets up And eventually you will acclimate yourself to this, to your role as a Colonial Marine. So for these reasons, I have to say that at $40, Aliens Fireteam Elite, while many people probably disagree with this assessment, because it does what it does so well, and it does something that no other game in the Aliens franchise has ever managed to do, make you feel like part of a desperately doomed Aliens, Colonial Marine Fire Team, I have to give it my worth full price, all price, any price, every day. It's the highest award that the podcast can confer. I mean, if you want 30, I can promise you this. If you love the Aliens movies and you want 33 hours at least of just unbelievable excitement and action whether, you, you know, you're stoned or drunk or sober and sane, it's gonna, it's gonna get you done. It, it does what it does extraordinarily well. It does it so well that it even conceals all the complexity underneath, uh, and all the cool shit that you can do and upgrade and etc. The replayability factor, I think, is reasonably high for this. I can, I can see another 20 hours squeezing another 20 hours out of this game, so if if it's a sheer dollars to donuts equation for you, 40 bucks sounds like a lot to pay for you, maybe well, think about it this way, it's a dollar an hour, that's a whole week's worth of fucking entertainment the main campaign, which makes you feel like you are in a fucking movie and not like in a in a a stilted, you know, cutscene kind of way there are no cutscenes, it's all just fucking over your comms and shit um that is as long as the entire filmography of the Aliens franchise it takes about as long to watch all three of the movies as it does to beat all of the missions and then you have Horde mode cheers I will catch you next week I hope that was I, I if you disagree jump, feel free to jump in on the discord and tell me what you think but for fans of the franchise for people of a certain age I'm 41 and I always want I always thought the Colonial Marines were fucking insane and stupid and now you get to become one and this is what you guys do it's your job cheers I'll catch you next week jump in on the discord if you disagree or hit me up at tw- on twitter at VegasWriter V E G A S W R I T E R Take us <laughs> out, Ivor. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Heavy meals and banquet Every <laughs> paycheck, of fortune. Every formation, of parade. I love the Corps. Oh, Man, this Suck. floor yeah. is freezing. What do you want me to do? Fetch your slippers for you? Gee, would you, sir? I'd like that. Look into my eye. Fall in, people. Hey, Mira. time a good idea four or five times hi there there is delight in doing things right four or five times it is I maybe farm. Try. maybe I'll cry I'll get you a drink and if I die I'm gonna try. four or five times do you like to play we like to play I like you we like to see it only runs on Linux we like to go yaddy yaddy the oh, We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop two. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Bebop three. Yada yada y four or five times. Met gaming. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boys are fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, Ev Farmer. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here, I'm there, I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. Burn everything incriminating, including this building. Burn all the White House pets, and then yourselves. Burn yourselves first. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die.